Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about lithium exploration in Quebec and I have great pleasure to be joined by Blair Way, who's President and CEO of Patriot Battery Metals. Good, well, it's good morning for you, isn't it, I guess, Blair? It is definitely morning, but uh, this is this is the world we live in. It's a, it's an all all around the clock kind of uh, type of undertaking. That's right. It's it's late afternoon for me here in Colombia. You're in Australia, morning time, and uh, we finally managed to find a time to connect. And I think a great time to do that as well because um, you put out some really good drill results um, for me for last night uh, on the Corvette lifting property in the James Bay region of Quebec, specifically on the C5 pegmatite. Um, tell us what you put out yesterday and uh, why that's important. Well, these are these are important on a number of reasons. It's continuing to extend our CV5 discovery, which is quite significant in its own right. And we've now basically been able to extend it last year's drill program with 2.2 kilometers. We've now extended it to 3.15. These are the first assays to come from a winter drill program. We've done over 20,000 meters this winter so in the last three months, we've done 20,000 meters. Last year, we did 27,000. So the year is roaring ahead for us. The results are still coming hard and fast. And, you know, people seeing our headline 83.7 meters at 3.13%. People aren't understanding the significance of that, then I'm not sure what, what else we can do. We've been spoiling a lot of our readers or our, our investors and having you know, 20 meters at 5.2%, having 132 at 1.22%. We've consistently been able to deliver what are quite well, amazing results where they're anywhere from 50 to 150 meters, anywhere from one to 5%. So the CV5 definitely continues to deliver. We've seen it in the oak crops, a massive spodumene mineralization. We see it in the drill core when we pull it out. We we know what lays ahead of us. So we're still, you know, these are our first 20 odd holes that we put over 16 holes, I think it was. Um, we have 27 sitting in the barrel with the labs now. So we have more to come and we couldn't be happier. We're always happy with what CV5 delivers. Well, let's try and make it a little bit more obvious to our listeners just how good this is. Um, lithium spodumene project, you know, typically the, the end result, the end product is a 6% lithium concentrate, isn't it? Once it's all been crushed and processed and what have you. And you're pretty much almost getting that um, just straight off the bat in, 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 the, in, in, the, in your drill core. I mean, that, that's some of the, the grades you're getting just in situ. Yeah, and, and that's a function of this particular CV5 area we're drilling is exceptionally rich in the right chemistry. So we're able to see spodumene mineralization, but what's also unique or special to it is that it's been the perfect environment. So the right temperatures and pressures and time in order for these crystals to form significant crystals. I mean, you'll, you'll see crystals sometimes like finger size or even smaller in many of the deposits you see here in Australia. And those need to be processed with a DMS circuit and then flotation on top of it. With ours, with these massive crystals, as you said, you could actually take one of the crystals and just crush it up and that goes into the into the truck and heads off to the lithium hydroxide plant. And that's your five and a half to six percent. And the and the general trend right now in Western Australia is even as low I've heard here even four percent being shipped to China right now because of the desperate need for materials. But generally the target, I think a filter now is targeting around 5.3, 5.4%. Because if you target a slightly lower grade, a, a lower spodumene grade, uh, uh, spodumene concentrated percentage, 
um, you get better recovery. So better recovery just means you're pulling more out of your closet. So so for us, at, uh, at, with just a simple DMS circuit and targeting 5.5%, we're getting 75% recovery. And, and we believe this is going to be quite possible throughout the CD5 um, corridor deposit area that we're drilling. And, and we still haven't found the end of CD5. It's open to the east and open to the west. Um, you know, we, we see a very large, I'll say not relatively homogeneous pegmatite intrusive body, which is rich with these massive spodumene crystals. Um, what that means from a mining point of view is we can extract the nice white clean pegmatites with the spodumene in it. We're not getting this sort of feathering of the pegmatites within the country rock. And the problem with the feathering is, is all the dilution between the feathers of pegmatite. So we're fortunate on a number of levels. The metallurgy itself is lending itself to a very straightforward process. The mining is also very important. So when you talk about being able to produce a, you know, you, you sort of, I feel you're alluding to the potential for direct shipment. That's not probably as practical as people would like to think it is. It actually makes more sense to ex sense to extract the, the majority of your pegmatite and pull all the spodumene out, not just cherry pick it and high grade it. I, but I, I, we I don't wanna, have that dilution, so that's a big plus. DSO <laughs> obviously means direct shipping. Or I want to get into that in a, in, a, in a moment with you about you know future plans yeah. and where you want to go with this. But uh, another, you know, high grade, we've talked about that. That's one thing that separates uh, Patriot and, and Corvette and CV5, but also you're getting some incredible thicknesses there. A, a lot of pegmatites, you know, sort of 10 meters maybe, um, you're getting what today's results or yesterday's were 83, 84 meters thickness. You're getting some very big thicknesses there, and that makes this quite unique, doesn't it? Yeah, and that comes back again, as I mentioned, to mining. So, a similar, you know, deposits that have similar intercept scale, there's not many. Um, but green bushes is one that comes to mind here in Australia. So that's a, an amazing unicorn deposit. They have grades that are really quite frightening at how, how high they are. That thing has been cranking out spodumene concentrate, shipping it to China at, a, at an incredible rate of knots. I think they have four or five plants on site processing to produce the spodumene concentrate. Um, so, so green bushes is something we see we may be similar to but we still are drilling and demonstrating the scale but the big intercepts the thing that maybe needs to needs to be other people talk about a grade like you would about gold and gold grade is king grade is important in pigment pipe but it's also the way it's configured within the country rock if it's sort of intermingled as i said with these feathering and pigmentite in with the country rock it, it has a lot of dilution and that's when you need to bring in the flotation in order to extract the the spodumene concentrate we're fortunate because it is relatively big they are big intercepts but there also isn't a lot it's 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 a, as you can imagine it's really like a big like cigar shape of cookie dough which has all got the good stuff in it as opposed to this feathering and you'll see feathering off to the edge of the country rock but we're getting nice, big, healthy intercepts without a lot of country rock to contaminate it from a mining point of view. And that means we're able to process it more efficiently without having to use a flotation, and that's huge. Okay, uh, well, let's use that as, as a, a cue to sort of start talking about sort of future plans and possibilities, Blair. In the release, you talked about um, um, culminating the initial drilling to be able to be in a position to do an initial mineral resource estimate uh, in later in the second quarter and then uh, obviously working up the geological model 
for a pre-feasibility study. So um, drilling aside, what are going to be the next sort of major milestones and how, how, what, what is the thinking in terms of how you could potentially take this deposit forward into production? So I might back up a little bit because it leads into what we talk about with CD5 and the deposit. We're really now three companies within one. We have this massive uh, trend line, 50 kilometers of trend. At CD5, we're drilling three to four kilometers. At present, it's still open to the east and to the west. And then we have CD13. We have a number of other clusters that deserve to be drilled. CD13's had 14 holes. CB13 is four and a half kilometers away from CB5. It's another discovery. It's another two kilometer trend that needs to be drilled out. So we're really three companies. We're taking CB5 forward to a pre-feasibility, uh, sorry, main resource and a pre-feasibility. We're putting a project description in this uh, late this year, which commenced the permitting to turn that into a, basically to, to permit it for a mine and processing facility to produce a spodumene concentrate that will ship ideally somewhere in North America. The second part of our business is we've got these drill targets from last summer's um, field work, and we've got five other clusters that deserve attention with the drill bit, CD13 being one of our favorites, but there's still nine and 10 and eight and 12 that definitely need to be drilled. And that's gonna be happening this summer. The third part of our business is we still have the remaining 25 odd kilometers within our 50 kilometer trend that we've never had boots on the ground. So we're going to commence that this summer. Once the snow clears, the guys can get back on the ground. We had four, a team of four on the ground last summer. They spent 10 weeks. They discovered CV13. We didn't even know about it. We knew there was pegmatite there, but because we were busy at CV5, it took that time to get the field work down. So, so this summer, that team will be back on the ground looking, and we know there's pegmatite outcropping because we fly over it in the helicopter. We just have that... Uh, the summertime to, to do the work that needs to be done. So those three companies that we are is the grassroots field work to target, you know, identify targets, we're drilling targets and we're taking CB5 forward. So into CB5, we see that as it's going to be a mine. Um, we have an ESG team that's come on board. Uh, the team started in early January. They're progressing the permitting in order for us to be in, in a position to submit a project description at the end of the year, that triggers the whole permitting process. And that leads us down a permitting path that takes about two and a half years, going through an EIS and all the iterative back and forth that you have to go with the various stakeholders to ensure we're doing the right thing with respect to developing the mine. Um, that puts us at 2027 for construction, 2028 for um, uh, commissioning and operating. So we see there's potential to improve on that we are doing things like this summer, we're doing our, well, this, even this winter, environmental baseline work in anticipation of what we're going to have to put into an EIS. Normally, this process is you do a PEA, you do a PFS, then you submit a project description, then you get instruction from the government what's required in an EIS. Well, our ESG team know what we're going to be asked for, so we are basically taking the advanced steps of doing baseline work now, identifying the area of impact, identifying doing fish species identification, mammal identification, bird studies, all this is being done this summer in anticipation of an EIS submission later next year after we get the feedback from the government. Now, will this buy us a whole season? Probably not, but it allows us to prepare a much stronger EIS, which we think will help us in the permitting process because we'll be addressing, we know what problems come up 
we know with our team what we need to do. We've got environmental consulting on that have been on board since last year. We did some early baseline work last summer because we had a high level of confidence. So having to do some work around the lake. So we'll actually, this summer will be the second season of working around the lake at CB5. And it's a shallow glacial lake from a permitting process. We see it as, uh, as certainly achievable that we can permit in order to, to drain the lake to access the CB5 deposit. Um, fish species that have been identified are, are relatively minimal, um, and we're working with the various stakeholders to 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 define what what we need to do in order to in order to permit draining the lake. So we have an awful lot planned out ahead of us, but we're building the team. I'm bringing study managers in and other uh, other personnel as we grow the company. Really grow into our skin as a over just over a year ago we were 20 million market cap junior. With uh, with a couple of drills on the ground, now we're a billion and a half company with building a team within that billion billion and a half market cap. We're, we've got six rigs on the ground now. We're targeting more rigs for the summer, building a camp. We you know it's get it's getting serious now. Excellent. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the government side of things. You're you're up in the uh, sort of James Bay area, Quebec. Um, so presumably that means you you may well qualify for some of the Plan Nord incentives that uh, the Quebec provincial government offers. Um, you know, what, what's the infrastructure situation like where you are? Because obviously roads, power, things like that, uh, potentially big capex items, unless you have them already on hand. Absolutely. And if, if anyone's been to our website or looked at our, our presentation, we sit 15 kilometers away from the Trans-Diaga Road, which is an all-weather, fully maintained, Quebec Hydro-maintained multi-user road. We've actually put a snow road connecting the Trans-Diaga to our site already. That will be converted to an all-weather exploration road um, for this summer. So it'll take most of this summer to have it in place, so it'll benefit us this fall and winter and into the into the following years we also have quebec hydropower which is a, basically again 15 kilometers away um so we have access to ready access to clean green power so we're very well endowed shall we say with respect to infrastructure now it's a bit of a hike to get our truckloads as phosgene concentrate down to the various lithium hydroxide plants or a railhead to get it to a lithium hydroxide plant but here in Australia, you do that all the time. So we don't we don't see any underlying issues with it, but those are some of the things that we'll address as we work our way through the development cycle. But we're in a great position. Quebec as a as a province is is exceptionally pro-mining. the work we've been doing with the First Nation uh, is the is the Cree. Um, we've been building and working with them, working together to build um, sort of joint ventures or, 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 you know, commercial endeavors in order to work together. We've had their direct involvement with some of the early baseline work and will continue to help us with that as well, because they're, they're the, they're the caretakers of the land. They know the land that we're working on. They can help us with that environmental baseline work. Plus they're keen to see employment opportunities for their youth. And, you know, that's, that's really our plan is that we're, we're embracing the project, but that project is in is is for everyone i mean we've been fortunate to be able to identify it but it's for quebec it's for canada it's for all the stakeholders our first nation and and what's great it's not gold or diamonds that don't really serve a true purpose in the in the great greater you can't say the that scheme of things. <laughs> well i mean i'm just saying what are diamond diamond rings you know the lithium actually has an opportunity to to, to do do 
for mining to actually have a positive impact and you know, greenhouse gases and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And and that resonates exceptionally well with a lot of our stakeholders, especially the, the First Nation. I mean, they're not going to be driving electric pickup trucks anytime soon when they have to drive for 10 hours to get to the nearest, you know, to get to Montreal or something. But what they can see is the benefits of all the commuter cars in Montreal no longer being petrol-based or, yeah. or gas-based. So, you know, there, there's some real pluses there as far as where we are in, in the province. Now, you're perhaps not quite there yet, but um, you know, in terms of financing the project, um, you know, this week the Canadian government put its budget out. It had various incentives there for uh, critical metals, energy transition things. That's obviously very encouraging. Do you expect you'll be able to sort of take advantage of some of those initiatives and some of the initiatives that have been uh, announced in the past year or two from the U.S. government about uh, putting money to help projects, critical minerals uh, projects get into production? Without question, we see opportunity both in the federal and provincial and and the U.S. federal government. So we have initiated or have discussions with all of those parties. Certainly the Quebec government has already been super helpful with respect to exploration. Our our flow-through benefits of being able to basically get almost a every dollar we raise we get another dollar for our exploration through the tax credits that flow through, through, flow through provides. With respect to uh, the critical minerals, that's also contributed to some of the flow through you know, benefits of, of what we can get for our, our exploration work. But as we move into development work, there does appear to be quite a bit of capital being provided for those sort of endeavors. It's relatively fresh off the press, so as to speak, as to how that's gonna be applied to a project like ours. But definitely we see opportunities of the U.S. government appears to be a little further ahead than the Canadian federal government. And it really is about as we advance, like our main resource, which is planned for June this year, as that comes out, then we start to really put a time stamp and, a, you know, it, it increases, I guess, the credibility of the work that we've done by having, a, you know, a number that people can digest uh, more more clearly. Um, I see that as a starting as a as a trigger point for a lot of the discussions that will be coming with the with the various governments, but also with some of the stakeholders that may be interested in either you know securing a feed from us for their lithium hydroxide plants, or even OEMs or even battery plants. And those discussions have been ongoing, but we've been I've been very cautious to say to them, look, let us do the work, let us prove this is 50 kilometers. We need to prove it up. CB5 is great. That's still three or four kilometers of 50. We want to be able to prove or demonstrate that these other clusters have similar capacity. And then suddenly we're able to provide with our with our Corvette project, what we're calling a, a lithium district. We're suddenly able to solve a number of problems in North America with respect to raw material. Okay. Uh, how, how's your cast position at the moment? Obviously, you've got a lot to explore. You've got a lot of drills turning. Drilling can be expensive, even even in Quebec, where it's usually pretty cheap. Um, what's the cast position like? Yeah, as far as our cast position, so we raised $20 million for the winter program. Um, that was in September, so that was allocated for the winter drill program. We also did a $4.6 million financing as part of our Australian listing. We also have just under $20 million against $0.25 cent and $0.75 cent warrants. And then just in the last couple of weeks, we raised $50 million flow through for drilling. So we're basically well-funded within the order of between 70 and 90 million if you include our warrants, which expire at the end of the year. So we know people are gonna be exercising 75 cent warrants with the current share price that we have. They would be crazy not to. 
Um, so we see basically we've got between 70 and 90 million dollars to take us through all of 2023's grow program and into 2024. Okay. So we have the hard dollars from our from our warrants for all our study work and then the flow through dollars are for our drilling. Okay, thank you, Blair. I want to sort of go back to a comment you made right at the start of our conversation about uh, how perhaps um, you're not getting the interest or recognition you, you deserve in the markets. Um, I would have thought uh, rising from a 20 million market cap to 1.5 billion in about a year is, you know, some people are, are noticing what you're doing. Um, but I think that, um, you know, what we were talking about before we came on air, the, there's been an explosion of lithium exploration companies and uh, I've been monitoring the news releases all year. There's been over 250 lithium news releases this year just in Canada from uh, about 125 different companies, the vast majority of whom I've never heard of. So it seems to be, you know, there's a lot of noise out there in the, the lithium space or the lithium exploration space. And mm -hmm. I imagine that, you know, puts a shadow over legitimate discoveries, legitimate projects that have a a future such as yours so your point is is very very clear that there is a whole bunch of new lithium companies you know coming out of the woodwork so to speak they're often gold companies that are converting over to you know quebec based properties and quebec appears to be quite well endowed with potential property ge geological potential for you know hard rock lithium discovery so what what you're referring to is what's going on in quebec or in Canada, but you need to also put in perspective what's going on in Australia. This has been going on in Australia for some time. There are multiple successful hard rock lithium stories and ultimately the cream rises to the top. If you do a closeology play, if it's only a geographic closeology play and not a geological closeology play, it's a promotion play and those things will lose steam very quickly. So there are a number of good potential properties in Quebec that are being properly progressed through field work, drill targeting, drilling, and seeing if the ground delivers. And that's ultimately the drill bit will will tell that story. But in, in Australia, and when I say we're not probably getting the credit, if you compare us to Australian equivalent discoveries, our market cap is very low. And not, I'm not complaining, don't get me wrong, we've had a fantastic year, but we've also identified something quite spectacular. Like if you wanted to put it in perspective, if we were in Canada, in Northern Quebec, and I was talking to you about what we were, we drilled a 10, we've identified 10 million ounces in the grade, 10 million ounce gold discovery, and the grade is at about two or three ounces. You'd be going, holy crap, that's pretty significant. Canadians and North Americans get gold. They haven't really had any opportunity to see a successful lithium story yet. Um, go to Australia and there are a number, you can look at Pilgrim, $200 million market cap in in 2015, 15 billion now. They 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 free cash 800 million a quarter. They have over two and a half billion dollars in the bank. You can then go to Minrez, look at what they're doing. You can go to, you know, uh, SQM and, and uh, West Farmers are building the Mount Holland project. You've got Lionstown and they're moving that forward. They have a 5 billion Canadian offer like from this is a real offer. This isn't speculation. There is an offer from Albemarle for five billion Canadian. Now, if you compare the scale of what Liontown has compared to what we have, we believe we have more than that. So is our 1.5 billion market cap good? Of course it is. It's great. Could it be better if the market truly understood what we had here? I think the answer to that is yes. But our drilling is what will prove that.
people, you know, are we probably about a 60%, even 70% Australian investor base. They understand it. But you can look at the trading on TSX and ASX, and you will see sometimes the TSX gets a bit nervy and draws us down, and then the ASX brings us back up again. <laughs> I think as we demonstrate this in Canada and they start to, Canadian investors or North American investors, start to better understand the successes we've seen in Australia with the hard rock lithium and just how how amazing they have grown, they'll see the potential and stop thinking about Damascus, stop thinking about North American lithium. That was five, six, seven years ago in the downturns and the bubbles. And there's always a cyclic nature to these things. But one thing that is very different between now and seven years ago is Ford, Chrysler, General Motors, Volkswagen Group, BMW Group, they are all producing and have, um, you know, electric EV uh, vehicle. So electric vehicle platforms, more than one, multiple platforms, they can't turn back now. They have to put batteries in those vehicles. They can't go, maybe we'll convert them back to internal combustion. Not going to happen. They need batteries. And those batteries right now are all coming from China. Now, there's a trend to see battery manufacturing in North America and Europe, but they still need raw materials. Those raw materials are coming from, as far as lithium, are coming from Australia, going through China. They're coming from South America, going through China, mostly. And that's changing. We're seeing North America and Europe uh, ramping up battery capacity, oil building, oil manufacturing capacity chemical plant capacity and all of these plants need the source of material. And look, they could be bringing spodumene concentrate from Australia. It's a bit of a hike and it'll probably be happening, but we think we have something. And, and there are a number of other companies in North America that have a reasonable, you know, again, good discoveries that will also feed into this. We're not competing with them. It's just a race against time to get into production to be able to feed these battery plants in North America so they stop drawing from the from the, the basically the Chinese chemical plants. Okay, excellent. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation, Blair, in many many ways. Um, looking forward to the uh, the June resource statement. So we should definitely connect again in June when that comes out. Um, Patriot Battery Metals trades on the TSXV under PMET, on the ASX under PMT, and on the OTCQX under PMETF. Blair Way, thank you very much for joining us today. Great to chat. Nice to meet you, Paul. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Stay tuned for more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.